Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And in today's journey through history, we're going to take a look at the profile of one man in the Battle Creek community. And his name was Dr. Simeon French. And it's a, a fascinating story about a man that was quite involved with the community and has somewhat become a forgotten name in the annals of history. I've done a lot of research lately in the Victorian era in Battle Creek, and his name came up quite a bit. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well. But let's explore some of his history. Now, Dr. Simeon French was born in Atisco, Onondaga County, New York, in August of 1816. His father was Luther French, and he was the grandson of a man named Ebenezer French. Now, Ebenezer served in the Revolutionary War, and when he heard the news of Bunker Hill, he automatically enlisted. And he was enlisted fighting for the colonies throughout the duration of the Revolutionary War. In other words, he didn't just go for a year or two. He stayed for the full term of the war. And he was there when they crossed the Delaware and was shot during that engagement. But he healed up and continued and remained all the way to Yorktown. And he died at the age of 87 years old. Now, his son, Luther French, was a member of the medical fraternity. And he served in a professional capacity as a doctor in the War of 1812. And in 1811, he married Lucy Park, and that was Simeon's mother. Now, he passed away at a young age of 39. And Dr. French was only five years old when his father passed away. So he knew at the age of five that he needed to make his own way in the world. And so he became a good student in school. And when he became 18 years old, he began teaching at one of the local schools in order that he could raise money to further his own education. And he knew as a young man that he wanted to go into the medical profession. So he had to pay his own way in the world to do that. And so he saved up enough money and was able to pay his way through Geneva Medical College in Geneva, New York. And he graduated with the class of 1842. Now, I can imagine that medical college was considerably cheaper back in the day and is probably nothing close to what they charge students going through that now. However, it was probably a, a much shorter journey as a medical professional back in the day because medicine has changed tremendously since the 1800s. But regardless of that, he was a good student and got his medical degree as a young man. He opened his first office in Onondaga, but in 1847, he sought a location towards the West. A lot of people were moving West at that time, and he decided that his future lay out there. So he pulled up stakes and he headed West, made his way to Michigan, and settled in Battle Creek. And he would remain in Battle Creek the rest of his days. And he was active within the medical fraternity in Michigan. 
and his reputation as a physician, as well as his capabilities as a surgeon, was highly regarded not only within the profession, but also within the community, as he had done quite a bit of surgeries, and he was renowned for his capabilities in the delicate and difficult operations that he performed in his private practice. And he later served in the Army during the Civil War as a medical doctor. His patriotic spirit and his desire to aid his fellow man had him join up with the 6th Michigan Infantry in 1862. And he was made a surgeon of the 12th Michigan Regiment. And he was basically attached to the 9th Army Corps. Now, during the war, he was constantly on the operating staff, and he was always at the front, and a portion of the time he acted as a brigade or division medical director. And so for three years, he ministered to the sick and wounded soldiers, often using his skill on behalf of those who wore the blue as well as the gray, and he continued that until his own health went into decline and he had to leave the service before the war was done. On July 18, 1842, after he had graduated medical college, he married Miss Ruth A. Cox, who was a sister of Dr. Edward Cox here in Battle Creek, Michigan. Dr. Edward Cox was another early physician here in the Battle Creek era. In fact, his wife was the first person buried at Oak Hill Cemetery, which is uh, quite an interesting story in itself. And so Simeon and his wife, Ruth, became the parents of two children, Maria Teresa, who died in 1887, and Edward, who completed his law course at the State University with the class of 1872, and he was engaged in the practice of law. And his wife, Ruth, passed away in 1885, and he married again in 1887, and this time to Libby Jackson. And together they had a daughter, Teresa, in 1889. Now, Dr. French made the practice of medicine his life's work, but he also was very active within the community and always concerned about the welfare of the community around him. While he was in Onondaga County, New York, he actually organized a school for Native American children, and he oversaw that school while he was still practicing medicine for five years in New York. And then he moved to Michigan, and he became involved with the education system here in Battle Creek as the city was growing. And through his efforts, many districts were formed in the school system in the Battle Creek area during that time. And in addition to his involvement in medicine, as well as the school system, he was also civically minded, and he ran for mayor and was elected twice. He also served as an alderman in the city, and he was involved with some service clubs in the community, being an active member of the Odd Fellows, and he was a member of the Independent Congregational Church of Battle Creek. Now, during his political life, he was a Whig party member, and he was a strong abolitionist, and he took a big role in the founding of the Republican Party. Uh, a lot of people don't know that a lot of the early meetings for the formation of a new political party as the Whig Party was beginning to dissolve were held in Battle Creek, 
And a lot of the key players that were in the future Republican Party were involved at the meeting that was held in Jackson on Independence Day. They founded the Republican Party, and that meeting was called Under the Oaks. And people like Racist Hussey, who ran the Underground Railroad, were part of that meeting. Walter Wolno, who ran a Whig paper here in Battle Creek, was at that meeting. And Dr. Simeon French was one of the ones that was very active and very much a cheerleader of forming a party that was based on the abolitionist principles. And at the meeting under the Oaks, when they did the signing of all the agreements, Dr. Simeon French is one of the people that signed the papers in Jackson. He also signed some of the early papers of the formation of the party that were held in Battle Creek. So that's an interesting um, background history. He was equally prominent and honored in the ranks of his medical fraternity. And he belongs in various medical societies and was elected president of the state medical society during his time. He contributed to medical literature that was used around the world, offering many valued papers. And he offered a great sum of knowledge to his profession from his work in his private practice. And he was always remembered as a very kindly and benevolent spirit. He saw and attended to a lot of people during his time here in Battle Creek. And he continued working until the age of 87 and beyond. He passed away in September of 1910 at the age of 94. And he continued his medical practice until he passed away. So he was always thinking of other people and using his skills as a physician and a surgeon, even at an elderly age. And his story is quite fascinating because it was three generations of family members that served in three significant wars in the country, the Revolutionary War, where his grandfather enlisted at the age of 19 and served in the Revolutionary War. And then his father served in the War of 1812 as a physician. And then he himself went off to the Civil War and served three years during that conflict. And the reason I became interested in Dr. Simeon French, where his full name was Dr. Simeon Starkweather French, was because I've been doing this work on putting together a true crime book about stories from the Victorian era. And there's several stories that are from the Battle Creek period during that time that I've included. I've also got stories from around in other counties. But, of course, my main research base is Battle Creek, and I found most of the early stories that I wrote were about Battle Creek. So there's a large percentage of the stories in the book that will be about Battle Creek or Marshall. And that being said, I began to um, put the final manuscript together, which I have now delivered it to my publisher, and they're going through it right now, working out the uh, pageation that they call it, and working on the photos, and I've sent them photos and all kinds of details, and we put in an index in the book. And in preparation for the final edits, I printed the whole book out, and I read it from start to finish to clean up any last-minute typos, and, and I actually read through it three times and within about a 10-day period, starting from the beginning, cutting out um, redundant descriptions that carry forward in other stories and that sort of thing. It's the, all the process of writing a book. 
Um, and when I researched the stories independently, you know, I was more of a mindset of getting all the correct details about who was involved and who was called and who were the doctors involved and examining whoever was killed or injured or whatever. And, um, and I'd put these stories together, and I didn't research them all chronologically. I did them over the course of uh, a couple of years working on these. And the first time I really had a chance to see all the stories in sequence was when I was doing the final edits. And in the process of rereading and putting together the index, I, it occurred to me that a lot of the doctors that you hear about in the stories that came to examine the patient or the victim and sort of were the same names because of, they were all in the same period, you know. And Dr. Simeon French was one that stuck out to me because he shows up in three of the different stories. Now, there are other doctors that have shown up in multiple stories, and I've covered some of their stories on my YouTube channel, so I was very familiar with them. But Dr. Simeon French was one that I've seen around, and I had not done any kind of story on him before. And um, this is one that I even was familiar with from doing my research at Oak Hill Cemetery. But, you know, there were so many medical doctors in some of these old biographies, so it's hard to put them all into context. But Dr. Simeon French was called in to examine Bridget Dunn, which is another story I've covered on my podcast, which was uh, about a murder that happened on the Plank Roads in Bedford. If you've listened to that episode, you might remember the story where his, her husband, Timothy Dunn, stabbed her basically with a hay knife and killed her. And so that story, and he was there, one of the physicians that was called in to examine her body. The other story that I've covered on my podcast is the story of Leonard Starkweather, who was the one that founded the um, Battle Creek House in Battle Creek, which was the first hotel that became a stagecoach stop and was one of the earliest stopping points for people traveling on the territorial road by stagecoach and there's a lot of history with that well he ended up flipping out later in life and murdered his own wife and dr simeon french was the medical doctor brought in to care for her in her final hours and then there's also another story of martin white which i've covered that story a little bit on my youtube channel and I don't think I've done a full episode on that story yet on this podcast, but this is a doctor who was a medical doctor during that time who killed his wife and two children. It's a horrible story, and it's included in my book. Um, all three of those stories are in my book, as well as several others. And Dr. Simeon French was one of the um, doctors that were brought in to examine the bodies. Now, some of the other doctors that come up in the stories is Dr. Alvord, who is a common name that you'll find showing up in that book, and he was one that I've done a video on on my YouTube channel on the um, story of his life, and he's a, a was a prominent physician like Mr. French was during that time period. And then there's several other doctors on there that maybe I will do other stories on theirs because they, they come up uh, a few times throughout the stories. But I think uh, Simeon French was the, besides him and Dr. Alvord, those were the only ones that came up multiple times. And um, you also find the same doctor showing up in the stories that surround Marshall. And they were the one that there were Marshall doctors that showed up on one of the murders that I wrote up about in Marshall, but they were also brought in to testify 
at the various trials and most any trial that was held on any crime that held was that happened in Battle Creek was held in Marshall and so quite often you'll see the names of those medical doctors show up in the trial transcripts providing a second opinion on the original presiding medical doctors that examined uh, the patient or the victim uh, during those crimes. So their names are repeating, and it's interesting to see that. And I found the same thing happening with certain attorneys. Attorney names that I've put together in YouTube videos are mentioned in stories that I've carried on my YouTube channel. And so it's interesting when you start putting all these stories together. And yes, it's all surrounding tragedy and murder and that sort of thing, but it is still in within the context of history telling the stories of all the people involved and trying to bring justice for the victims. And so you have the different attorneys, you have the different um, medical doctors, and also a certain amount of repeating names happen in the law enforcement as well. Some of the law enforcement also became coroners, and that was a common thing. And the coroners during that time period were more or less a police officer. They didn't necessarily have medical experience. That didn't really come until later, but they had investigative knowledge. And so usually the coroners were either somebody that had some sort of police background or sometimes they had carpentry skills. And that was what made them the coroner. And the very early on in the 1840s, it was you know somebody that was doubled as an undertaker. Um, so it's kind of an interesting uh, transition of when you look at coroners today, how different they were back in the early 1800s. And they uh, were all, quite often law enforcement, but they would bring in medical doctors to examine the uh, corpses that were found in crime scenes and that sort of thing. So that was um, just a, a little talk about the book that I'm working on, as well as some history of Dr. Simeon French. He was quite an interesting man. And um, his whole family was quite fascinating with their involvement with the different wars and the continuation of the medical profession from father to son. So it's kind of interesting to look at some of these profiles. But that's going to conclude today's episode. If you found it interesting and enjoyed it, please be sure to like, subscribe, and review on whatever app that you are listening on. And if you would like to reach out to me, you can find me at michaeldelaware.com. I'm always happy to hear from my listeners. And uh, I've gotten a few messages lately on some very fascinating topics. And sometimes I just don't have time to act on everything right away. Um, particularly lately, I've just been buried with trying to get everything wrapped up for the publisher so I can have this book ready for the first quarter. And I spent a good part of the last several months volunteering a lot of time at the museum and I spent six months preparing for the Del Shannon weekend which was held in June and after that was over I was pretty physically wiped out um, for a couple of weeks and I just put my attention into trying to get this book ready for the publisher and putting blinders on to taking on any more activities until that time so just keeping up with my podcast here and working on trying to bring you more history. And I'll be putting out some more videos in the coming weeks um, now that I've gotten the manuscript over to the publisher. And it's going to go into this little phase of back and forth between me and the publisher on changes and whatnot. And that's typical with the whole process of 
working with a publisher to publish your book, so I'm prepared for that as well. But it shouldn't be as intense as it has been up at this point. But I hope you guys will avail yourself of the book. It'll be fun to see the reaction out there. I've had a few people that I've given chapters to read, and I have a friend of mine reading the entire book right now, and he has been giving me a lot of positive feedback. So I think people that are into true crime and, and learning about a local history at the same time will enjoy it. So until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and we explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past, thank you for listening.